views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely, loyal listeners. It's Just Miss Rose. Today is Sunday, October 9th, 2022. And on today's episode of Just Miss Rose and You, we are going to be talking about something that I think is very important. What is it? You know I'm not going to tell you until we come back from this brief pause for the cause. Did I tell you that I love you for listening? And did I want to take my moment out for the day and thank you for your time? I really appreciate your lovely, loyal listenership. And we'll be right back with today's exciting episode of Just Miss Rose. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website mayoclinic.org and this article is titled Being Assertive Reduce Stress Communicate Better Assertiveness can help you control stress and anger and improve coping skills recognize and learn assertive behavior and communication This was written by the Mayo Clinic staff Being assertive is a core communication skill. Assertiveness can help you express yourself effectively and stand up for your point of view. It can also help you do this while respecting the rights and beliefs of others. Being assertive can also help boost your self-esteem and earn others' respect. This can help with stress management. It may especially help you reduce stress if you tend to take on too many responsibilities because you have a hard time saying no. Some people people seem to be naturally assertive, but if you're not assertive, you can learn to be. Why assertive communication makes sense. Because assertiveness is based on mutual respect, it's an effective and diplomatic communication style. Being assertive shows that you respect yourself because you're willing to stand up for your interests and express your thoughts and feelings. It also demonstrates that you're aware of others' rights and willing to work on resolving conflicts. Of course, it's not just what you say, 
your message, but also how you say it that's important. Assertive communication is direct and respectful. Being assertive gives you the best chance of successfully delivering your message. If you communicate in a way that's too passive or too aggressive, your message may get lost because people are too busy reacting to your delivery. Assertive versus passive behavior. If your style is passive or non-assertive, you may seem to be shy or or overly easygoing. You may routinely say things such as, I'll just go with whatever the group decides. You tend to avoid conflict. Why is that a problem? Because the message you're sending is that your thoughts and feelings aren't as, as important as those of other people. In essence, in essence, when you're too passive, you allow others to ignore your wants and needs. Consider this example. You say yes when a colleague asks you to take over a project, even though you're already busy. The extra work means you'll have to work overtime and miss your daughter's soccer game. Your intention may be to keep the peace, but always saying yes can poison your relationships. And worse, it may cause you internal conflict because your needs and those of your family always come second. The internal conflict that can be created by passive behavior can lead to stress, resentment, seething anger, feelings of victimization, desire to exact revenge, doubting or questioning our own judgment. Assertive versus aggressive behavior. Now consider the other side. If your style is aggressive, you may come across as a bully who ignores others' needs, feelings, and opinions. You may appear self-righteous or superior. Very aggressive people embarrass, intimidate, and scare others, and may even be physically threatening. You may think that being aggressive gets you what you want. However, it comes at a cost. Aggression weakens trust and and mutual respect. Others may come to resent you, leading them to avoid or oppose you. Assertive versus passive-aggressive behavior. Now consider passive-aggressive behavior. If you communicate in a passive-aggressive manner, you may say yes when you want to say no. You may be sarcastic or complain about others behind their backs. Rather than confront an issue directly, you may show your anger and feelings through your actions or negative attitude. You may have developed a passive-aggressive style because you're uncomfortable being direct about your, your needs and feelings. What are the drawbacks of a passive-aggressive communication style? Over time, passive-aggressive behavior 
damages relationships and weakens mutual respect. This makes it difficult for you to get your goals and needs met. The benefits of being assertive. Being assertive is usually viewed as a healthier communication style. Assertiveness offers many benefits. It helps you keep people from taking advantage of you. It can also help you from acting like a bully to others. Behaving assertively can help you gain self-confidence and self-esteem. Gain a sense of empowerment. Understand and recognize your feelings. Earn respect from others. Improve communication. Create win-win situations. Improve your decision-making skills. Create honest relationships. Gain more job satisfaction. Learning to be more assertive can also help you effectively express your feelings when communicating with others about issues. Learning to be more assertive. People develop different styles of communication based on their life experiences. Your style may be so ingrained that you're not even aware of what it is. People tend to stick to the same communication style over time. But if you want to change your communication style, you can learn to communicate in healthier and more effective ways. Here are some tips to help you become more assertive. Assess your style. Do you voice your opinions or remain silent? Do you say yes to additional work even when your schedule is full? Are you quick to judge or blame? Do people seem to dread or fear talking to you? Understand your style before you begin making changes. Use I statements. Using I statements lets others know what you're thinking or feeling without sounding accusatory. Accusatory. For instance, say, I disagree rather than you're wrong. If you have a request, say, I would like you to help me with this rather than you need to do this. Keep your request simple, specific, and clear. Practice saying no. If you have a hard time turning down requests, try saying, no, I can't do that now. Remember that no is a complete sentence and you don't need to explain why you chose to say no. Don't hesitate. Be direct. If an explanation is appropriate, keep it brief. Rehearse what you want to say. If it's challenging to say what you think or want, practice general scenarios you encounter. Say what you want to say out loud. It may help to write it out first, too, so you can practice from a script. Consider role-playing with a friend or colleague and asking for clear feedback. And we'll be right back with the conclusion of this. Oh, no, never mind, you guys. We're gonna, we, we can make it. 
Use body language. Communication isn't just verbal. Act confident even if you aren't feeling it. Keep an upright posture, but lean forward a bit. Make regular eye contact. Maintain a neutral or positive facial expression. Don't cross your arms or legs. Face the person. Practice assertive body language in front of a mirror or with a friend or colleague. In addition to what you say, your body language and facial expressions are also important. Keep emotions in check. Conflict is hard for most people. Maybe you get angry or frustrated, or maybe you feel like crying. All these feelings are typical. They can get in the way of resolving conflict. If you feel too emotional going into a situation, wait a bit if possible. Then work on remaining calm. Breathe slowly. Keep your voice even and firm. Start small. At first, practice your new skills in situations that are low risk. For instance, try out your assertiveness on a partner or friend before tackling a difficult situation at work. Evaluate yourself afterward and adjust your approach as needed. When you need help being assertive, remember, Learning to be assertive takes time and practice. If you spent years silencing yourself, becoming more assertive probably won't happen overnight. Or if anger leads you to be too aggressive, you may need to learn some anger management techniques. If despite your best efforts, you're not making progress toward becoming more assertive, consider formal assertiveness training. And if certain issues such as anger, stress, anxiety, or fear are getting in your way, consider talking with a mental health professional. The payoff will be worth it. By becoming more assertive, you can begin to express your true feelings and needs more easily. You may even find that you get more of what you want as a result. And that's the conclusion of that article, you guys, from mailclinic.org. Being assertive, reduce stress, communicate better. And we'll be right back after this brief pause with another exciting article on today's Sunday episode of Just Miss Rose. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website, talentedladiesclub.com. And this article is entitled, Five Ways Being More Assertive Will Change Your Life and Work. Be more assertive. Find out why assertiveness is so important and discover Five ways practicing it will change your life and work for the better. Do you often find yourself doing things for others at the expense of your own time, energy, and feelings? Is it a struggle for you to express to others how you feel? In this article by 
Dr. Sharon Galore, you can learn why assertiveness is such an important life and work skill and how practice makes perfect. Five ways being more assertive will change your life. If you need a good reason to become more assertive, here are five ways it will change your life and work for the better. Number one, you'll be less stressed. When we find the demands, pressures, or changes in our lives too difficult, unachievable, or beyond our ability to cope, we feel stressed. And feeling unable to turn anything down or ask for help only increases that stress. So, when you're assertive, you have a natural advantage. To start with, you're more likely to see obstacles or difficulties as challenges and growing opportunities rather than threats and overwhelming stressors, which reduces your stress levels and negative emotions. You also find it easier to reach out to your network and either ask directly for help or just share how you're feeling, improving your ability to cope and giving you access to a huge amount of practical help and emotional support. Assertiveness also creates your own belief in your ability to handle whatever will come your way, again, reducing stress buffering you from anxiety and depression, and reinforcing your self-esteem. It makes it easier to say no to inappropriate or overtaxing requests as well. So when you learn how to assertively express how you feel and tell people what you do or don't want to do or put up with, your ability to cope with any situation that life throws your way will increase hugely and you'll gain a much stronger sense of strength and self-control. Number two, you'll have more choice and free time. When you communicate and cooperate well with others, You'll find it easier to accept or decline offers and requests, giving you more control of your resources, like energy and time, life and schedule. It's amazing how much more free time you could have when you stop doing the things that you only do out of a need to please or to avoid conflict. Assertiveness enables you to connect with others and help them out of love, empathy, generosity, and choice, rather than of fear of rejection and criticism. It also helps you to free up time for the things that you really want to do that give you pleasure and joy and pursue your goals and passions. When you can assertively choose how you spend your time, you can focus on and live the life you want the way you want it. Find out how to protect your time and learn three ways to set firmer boundaries, which is a hyperlink. Number three, you'll have more confidence. While assertiveness 
can certainly be learned. You do need a certain level of confidence to apply it. Your confidence grows whenever you take action, challenge yourself, and confront things that may be out of your comfort zone. Every time that you communicate assertively and achieve a successful outcome, your confidence in your assertiveness skills will grow a little more. When your needs and opinions are being expressed assertively and they are being heard and respected, it validates your own opinions and thoughts. It helps, <clears throat> excuse me, it helps you feel more confident about your message, abilities, and the way you relate and communicate with others. Being assertive also increases your sense of clarity, focus, and determination about your beliefs, judgments, goals, the way you conduct yourself, and how you want to be perceived by others. It helps you to conduct yourself with certainty, conviction, and without hesitation or reservations. So the good news is that the more you practice assertiveness, the greater your sense of satisfaction, self-efficiency, coping abilities, and mental health will become. And the easier you will find it to become more assertive in the future. Number four, you'll be more credible. Assertive, nonverbal behavior, such as eye contact, body posture, tone of voice, and a firm handshake, can add credibility, respect, and weight to the things you say and the way you are perceived by others. Your choice of words, the order you say them in, and the manner in which you communicate your message are vitally important in conveying a clear, assertive message. And one of the reasons why you must avoid these three words in particular, which is another hyperlink, you guys. We all want to be taken seriously and be acknowledged and respected by others, especially in our professional world. And assertiveness helps hugely with that. Assertive communication breeds trust, respect, appreciation, and approachability. When you are assertive and open, it also helps other people to feel more comfortable about expressing their differences generating other ideas, being honest with you, and giving their sincere feedback because they know that you will not react aggressively or passively aggressively towards them. That trust and respect becomes more apparent with time and will add many benefits to your career or business. Number five, you'll find it easier to resolve conflict. Assertiveness is also the key to better conflict resolution. An assertive reaction is calm, rational, and objective. Assertiveness helps you to take a step back, regulate your emotions, puts things in perspective, and analyze the situation at hand rationally. 
you'll be able to more clearly assess the positions of the players and the steps that will deliver best results to all parties involved. Better conflict resolution is an important asset in the workplace. Clear and effective communication in a difficult situation improves performance, creativity, productivity, and is likely to open more job opportunities to you. Can you be more assertive? How, old, how did you feel when you read this article? Did you recognize ways your own assertiveness enhances your life and work and spot more opportunities to use it positively? Or did you realize that there are times in your life when a lack of assertiveness has been holding you back? Do you find it hard to express negative feelings or ask for help? Do you often say yes to demands when you wish you could say no? And do you struggle to convey your confidence and ability? To help identify opportunities to reap the rewards of greater assertiveness by making a list of the benefits and costs of not being assertive in your life. Doing something as simple as a list can unveil even more persuasive benefits that will give you a shove in the right direction to becoming more assertive. If you need more help learning to say no, you'll find this article helpful. And that's another hyperlink. Dr. Sharon Galore is the author of Be Assertive, Be Your Authentic Self, a straightforward, practical, and easy CBT workbook, which will enable you to apply the strategies directly in your life. Now, this was last updated on December 13, 2016 by Dr. Sharon Galore. And we would like to thank you, Dr. Galore from TalentedLadiesClub.com for your very informative article, Five Ways Being More Assertive Will Change Your Life and Work. And we'll be right back with some more of today's episode of Just Miss Rose. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. And you know what? If you're not assertive, you better be. You better learn how to be. You better get some of these articles and get on it. I love you for listening. We'll be right back. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's dictionary definition word of the day, brought to you by Oxford Languages, is contentious. It's an adjective causing or likely to cause an argument. Controversial. Contentious. And we'll be right back. All right, we are back and we are now on the website verywellmind.com and this article is entitled What is Stonewalling? 
It was written by Marnie Fureman, LCSW, LMFT, updated on December 8th, 2021, and it was medically reviewed by Carly Snyder, MD. What is stonewalling? Stonewalling involves refusing to communicate with another person, intentionally shutting down during an argument, also known as the silent treatment, can be hurtful, frustrating, and harmful to the relationship. Stonewalling is broadly described by the following behaviors. A general discomfort in discussing feelings. Dismissing or or minimizing. (laughs) Dismissing or minimizing the other person's concerns. Refusing to respond to questions. Refusing to make eye contact or offer nonverbal communication cues. Walking away from discussions that cause stress. Stonewalling is rarely effective. And if it becomes a habit, it can reduce a couple's ability to resolve conflicts or interact intimately. This article discusses how to recognize stonewalling, what causes this behavior, and the damaging effects it can have on relationships. It also covers some of the steps you can take if you are dealing with this issue. Signs of stonewalling. Many times, stonewalling in a relationship is obvious. However, it also can be subtle and you may not realize that you or your partner are engaging in the behavior. Signs of stonewalling can include ignoring what the other person is saying, changing the subject to avoid an uncomfortable topic, storming off without a word, coming up with reasons not to talk, refusing to answer questions, making accusations rather than talking about the current problem, using dismissive body language such as rolling or closing their eyes, engaging in passive-aggressive behaviors such as stalling or procrastinating to avoid talking about a problem, refusing to ever acknowledge the stonewalling behavior. Recap, stonewalling is not always easy to recognize. Refusing to talk, avoiding conversations, ignoring the other person, and giving someone the silent treatment are a few signs of this behavior. Causes. While stonewalling can be hurtful, you shouldn't necessarily assume that it is inherently in ill-attended, intended. Okay, wait a minute. While stonewalling can be hurtful, you shouldn't necessarily assume that it is inherently 
ill-intended. At its very heart, stonewalling is often a behavior born out of fear, anxiety, and frustration. Some reasons a person may resort to stonewalling include generalized avoidance of conflict, emotional passivity, passivity, desire to reduce tension in an emotionally charged situation, genuine belief that they cannot handle a certain topic, fear of their partner's reaction or where a talk may lead, belief that their partner has no desire to resolve the conflict, underlying hopelessness that a resolution cannot be found, a means to establish themselves as neutral on the subject, a way to view their partner as emotional or unreasonable, a means to manipulate a situation so that they can get their way a means of bringing a situation to a crisis, either to draw larger grievances into the conflict or to end a relationship altogether. Stonewalling is oftentimes a tactic learned during childhood. It may have been a behavior that parents used to keep the peace or to gain dominance in the family hierarchy. Even if the stonewalling appears intentional and aggressive, remember that it's often used by people who feel powerless or have low self-worth. Within this context, stonewalling may be a defensive mechanism used to compensate for those feelings. Research suggests that men are more likely to stonewall due in part to societal rules that place women as communicators and dictate that men are strong and silent. Types of stonewalling. There are a few different ways that stonewalling might appear in a relationship. These include unintentional stonewalling. Sometimes stonewalling is a learned response that partners use to cope with difficult or emotional issues. People who stonewall may do so to avoid escalating a fight or to avoid discussing an uncomfortable topic. They also might be afraid of their partner's reaction. Intentional stonewalling. In extreme cases, stonewalling is used to manipulate a situation, maintain control in the relationship, or inflict punishment. If you think your partner is verbally abusing you, speak with a counselor or therapist for advice. There are so there are also healthy behaviors that can be mistaken for stonewalling. It's important to note that stonewalling is not the same thing as asking for space or setting boundaries. Asking for time or space requires communication. When your partner asks to discuss something later 
with the full intention of coming back to the conversation, they are not stonewalling you. If stonewalling is used to control, belittle, disrespect, or demean the other person, it may be a form of emotional abuse. In such cases, you should reach out to a mental health professional for help. Impact on relationships. Whatever the underlying cause, stonewalling can damage a relationship. Partners who are stonewalled often feel demeaned or abused. They may even begin to question their own self-worth. Moreover, shutting someone out often escalates the very situation it was meant to avert. It either forces a confrontation or frustrations build to a point where regrettable things are said or done. Some some researchers have suggested that stonewalling is a key predictor for divorce. Stonewalling behaviors signal an unwillingness to resolve problems central to sustaining the relationship. Other studies have shown that the behavior can have a direct psychological impact on both parties. A 2016 study, which followed 156 couples over a 15-year period, concluded that stonewalling was associated with acute musculoskeletal symptoms such as backaches, neck stiffness, and generalized muscle aches. By contrast, the stonewalled partner was more likely to experience cardiovascular symptoms such as increased blood pressure, tension headaches, and rapid heart rate. Now, you guys, we have to take a quick pause because my nose is running. (laughs) And we will be right back with the conclusion of this article from verywellmind.com what is stonewalling and we'll be right back did i tell you i love you for listening i love you for listening overcoming stonewalling if stonewalling occurs within your relationship, it's best to deal with it as a couple. Whether you are the stonewaller or the person being stonewalled, you cannot isolate stonewalling as the problem. Doing so only assigns blame and ends up diminishing the larger issues in the relationship. Because, excuse me, because a relationship is unlikely to succeed Without communication and collaboration, you need to find the right tools to reprogram old communication habits. This situation is one where couples counseling can help. Couples therapy is designed to help both partners understand why stonewalling is taking place. As a couple, you learn to identify behaviors or practices that lead to stonewalling. Once those are identified, you can then be taught a more structured approach to communication. Here are some elements that might be included in the strategy. 
Accepting feedback and acknowledging wrong perceptions or mistakes. Acknowledging what was said before launching into a reply. Agreeing to postpone the conversation if things get contentious. Being aware of body language while the other person speaks. Expressing understanding of the situation and allowing each person to reply. Decompressing after, what would it, decompressing before approaching a contentious topic. Finding a safe space where neither partner feels cornered. Setting a time to return to the conversation when things have settled. Using words that are neutral rather than criticizing or accusing. While it may take time to get used to these techniques, eventually they will become automatic. Then you and your partner will be able to resolve situations rather than react to them. Summary. Stonewalling involves avoiding conversations or refusing to talk to someone. For some people, it may be a coping mechanism to to minimize or avoid conflict. Others may use this tactic intentionally to manipulate or control their partner. No matter the cause, it can have a detrimental impact on relationships. A word from Very Well. Stonewalling can have damaging effects on a relationship, but it is also something that individuals and couples can work to overcome. Couples counseling can be a great place to start. A counselor or therapist can help you learn to spot the signs of stonewalling and develop healthier, more productive ways of communicating. If your partner refuses to participate in counseling, you may still find it helpful to talk to a therapist. A mental health professional can help you learn to cope. If a resolution cannot be found, something such as a trial separation or even an end to the relationship may be necessary. All right. And that is the conclusion of that article. Now, they do have a frequently asked questions. Why does stonewalling damage relationships? What does stonewalling feel like? And is stonewalling a type of gaslighting? And I'm having a nosy moment. And you guys know I have nosy-itis. Okay, so there's just some little snippet paragraphs. I just clicked on, is stonewalling a type of gaslighting? Stonewalling can be a form of gaslighting when it is used intentionally to make people question their reality. Gaslighting involves causing other people to doubt themselves and their experiences. Being ignored can leave you feeling powerless and useless. You might blame yourself or even doubt your own interpretation of the situation. Because of this self-doubt, people who are being... (laughs) 
Because of this self-doubt, people who are being stonewalled may feel weak or unable to get out of a toxic relationship. What does stonewalling feel like? For the person who is being stonewalled, it is normal to feel frustrated, angry, confused, and hurt. It can have a damaging impact on a person's self-esteem and make them feel like there is a lack of trust and closeness in their relationship. Why does stonewalling damage relationships? Stonewalling is a negative and destructive way of communicating. It often causes people to withdraw from the other person, which harms the emotional intimacy in a relationship. As people withdraw, it creates a sense of distance and the people in the relationship may begin to grow apart. And the last question and answer is, is stonewalling abusive? Stonewalling can be abusive when the other person does it intentionally and uses it as a way to manipulate or control others. It can be a tactic to shift the blame for relationship problems onto the other person without taking any personal responsibility. And that, you guys, is the conclusion of this article on VeryWellMind.com, What is Stonewalling? by Marnie Fureman, L-C-S-W-L-M-F-T. And I want to thank Marnie for her very informative article of What is Stonewalling? Don't let anybody stonewall you. And this is going to be the conclusion of today's episode of Just Miss Rose. And, you know, I got to take some time out to, to, again, thank you. Listen, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me going on and on and on. And you know what, though? This is really helping my mental health. I hope it's helping yours, too. I hope you don't even have any mental health problems, but anybody in the pandemic, which is everybody, we all having some some issues with this whole pandemic, but that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) Now, you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you out your square because you are the only you in the whole universe and nobody is doing a better job of being you than you. Okay? And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. All right. Now, you know the rules. It's Sunday. So, we will see you. Well, it's not a video show yet. But we will talk to you tomorrow, Monday, October the 10th, 2022, on my sister podcast, As the Massage Table Turns. And we will talk to you next Sunday on Just Miss Rose. Thank you so much for your lovely, loyal listeners. My lovely, loyal listener, I love you for listening. Have a great week. Bye.